The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Made love. Made oh. love. Jesus. I was going to say, oh, fuck, fuck. Do not fucking. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes retarded kitty limp right in front of the stupid camera. <laughs> oh, look. He's got his, like, paw right in the way. He's just, like. He's covering it. <laughs> I know. Don't worry. I'll fix it. Oh, I literally have to like slide him around the bed at night. Nope, like go. I have to like slide him around the bed at night because he'll just try and be like, fuck you, bitches. Bushes, this is where I'm going to lay. And then he'll just lay there. Please, somewhere. <laughs> Dude, he is being such an asshole. That's so funny. I'm pretty sure he's never this active during any of my recordings, but I'll just move to the corner. I know. He's just like, no, you have to adjust to what I want. My God. <laughs> Fucking children. But anyways. Hey, Layla. <laughs> hey, Layla. <laughs> Dude, I swear. Fighting this dog is making Lulu a little ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> he is out here like thug life. He kills bugs. He fights dogs. Like, he didn't give a fuck about anything. Now he just lays in bed. Super comfortable. You know, I feel like Lulu has gotten back to himself and then some. He'd be knocking shit off my table. In the middle of the night, he'll just knock something off my nightstand. And I'm like, could you not? Like, why are you doing this? You never did this before. (laughs) He's just being an asshole. I swear. Thuggish Rargus to the bone out in these streets. What is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) Can't have nothing around this damn cat. (laughs) Oh, my God. Lulu. This has been a day, and I'm so mad about my ceiling. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my gosh. Did you guys schedule for someone to come out and look at it? Not yet. Well, Deb was trying to call the um, inspection people to see if it's covered under the warranty thing. But I don't think it's going to. I feel like I'm going to have to rip that shit out. And I'm so annoyed. Oh, no. Ah! You just got the house. I know. Son of a bitch. I I texted a picture of my ceiling. Cause like I came home today on break and I walk into my dining room and I go to open up the curtains or whatever on the sliding glass doors. And there's like a piece of my ceiling, just like flap hanging down where there's like a seam of drywall. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So I get up there and I like poke at it and I'm like, it's a little wet. Son of a bitch. So yeah, there's definitely like a slow leak somewhere in my, uh, in my ceiling in my dining room and I wanted to punch a baby because I was so annoyed. Yeah, dude, you're tearing that out. There's pretty much no way around it. No, At least to get to it. So I know. That sucks. And, uh, that sucks so bad. It is. It's so stupid. And then I texted a picture of it to my real estate agent because he's the tits and like my friend's dad. And <laughs> I was like, should I just rip this out now? And he's like, yeah, probably. I was like, Fuck you. That's just what happens, though. It's a new house. There's always some stupid shit immediately. Oh, no. Our hot water tank exploded like weeks into it. Literally just the whole side of it blew off, spraying water all over the electrical box. It just, that's just how it goes. What the fuck? I know. I knew I was supposed to shut it off, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to touch it, though. (laughs) There's actively water shooting into it. What the fuck do I do here? (laughs) Yeah. Homeowner shit. It's beautiful. Dude, that's like the first thing my friend said to me. I was complaining about it. And then he goes, welcome to homeownership. And I was like, suck my dick. Yeah, no, it's true. (laughs) It's super true, though. But yeah, that happened. And then I'm like on the porch trying to put my lights up. And I got like the wire solar lights because I was like trying to save 
money on electricity. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like solar, fucking solar all, efficient. Dude, the fucking wires got all tangled up, and I was sitting on the porch for like a solid hour untangling these these fucking <laughs> stupid lights. So annoyed, I got a fucking bug bite right on the middle of my fucking forehead. <laughs> <laughs> you see it? it's all itchy and i'm like ah I'm trying not to scratch it i'm allergic to bug bites this shit gonna turn into a horn oh <laughs> oh they love us sorry it's just been a day <laughs> it's been a day and then of course all this is happening in devs in pittsburgh and i text him and i'm like oh. he's like oh sorry i just got out of the pool i was like cool i'm glad you're having a great day <laughs> fuck you Devin in your pool <laughs> jeez man they love that sucks it's been yeah and then you're out here got Lulu acting like a fucking thug cat I don't even know what he's doing these days it's like I don't even know him but he the heat has him acting like a brand new kitty in these streets I certainly <laughs> love you just need to put him on like that you remember that Mori episode where they'd have like the badass little kids they'd be like <laughs> six years old talking about some I slap bitches and fuck hoes. Scare and scrape your cat. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's partially my fault that he's like this. We did some massive training before I moved down. I know. So he could take somebody if he really needed to. <laughs> All those boxing lessons. You created a monster. Exactly. It, oh, now I'm preparing for it. But you know what? Maybe I should put him on a leash. I just keep forgetting to buy one and then let him, you know, do shit outside. No, it's undo shit. We tried that. He's if he wants off that leash, he's getting off that leash. I promise. Oh my god! You can't put a cat on a leash. Cat doesn't obey the same laws of physics as anything else. They'll just slip right out of there. Get a harness oh. too. Mm-hmm. That's no. Mabel got out of a harness too. Really? They're dude. They're how? They're like rats. They compress their rib cage. They squirm out of it. What the fuck? Plus, Houdini cat? Like no, what? Do they do. <laughs> He did like make himself regurgitate his medication that was gonna make him fucking feel better. I know. So you know he might just slink you out of a fucking thing, but I'm not letting him outside. He's not a fucking whatever. I'm not going into this again. He's not vaccinated for this bullshit. <laughs> He's probably gonna get like herpes and die of something stupid like that. No, no. You do have like cat no. a cat version of like AIDS apparently. Which, they yep. do mm-hmm. yeah no not my lulu he's not about to be out here fucking these hoes getting these kitties pregnant he can't even feed them <laughs> you gotta get him on prep honestly that's that's the key <laughs> i think you need to get lulu snip late love <laughs> he is snip oh okay well then he's all right well I still i just don't trust it i would hate to find him squashed one day he like comes inside and he's just got like herpes simplex <laughs> yeah. all over his genitals poor baby yeah i i, I don't i don't want to do that to lulu he's not about that life he eats bougie food beats on a dog and lives a comfortable life i want him to continue that way <laughs> well i'm courtney and i'm cat oh and i'm joe damn i'm in it i'll now. say you're here you're <laughs> definitely here <laughs> we're doing three parts right so we'll get it next week joe i'm in all right i got it okay <laughs> And this is <laughs> Wine, Wine Wicked Rhymes and Cat Moms Oh My. Okay. Oh, oh, 
I was a part of it this time. I know you were. You were in there. All right, At so least you guys are in tandem. I know. Yeah. Well, uh, well, it's the lag. It's the video lag. It's, yeah, that's we forget the video lag. No, because when she was home, we had the shit on point. We were like, boom, perfectly. Oh, I've heard it. It was it great. Was a, you almost like you, 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 you harmonized it. It was beautiful. No. Oh, <laughs> we missed that. Uh, well, this week, Lady Love, I'm giving up my host seat, and Joe is going to control the episode. And yeah, I really apologize in advance because we're going to get a little dark today. That's okay. That's okay. Darker I've than eating. Been doing the cabin a podcast boy. with Lady Love. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're like, you're going to be begging for a little Parker back after this one. Oh, oh no. For a little unsalted Parker. Unsalted. Wait. <laughs> Before we start, we have to do the drinks. We I do. know we do. So, okay. This week, since this is going to be a two part, I decided to get the red version. It's another goat wine. Yeah. Of the Bully Hill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this one's the Bully Hill Love My Goat red wine. Maybe this one's going to taste oh. like goat. Wine. I know. This oh. One. I don't I mean it's got a goat on it. I don't know what I'm supposed Red to Red blood, you know, same. Yeah, exactly. And it's smack dab in the middle again. Good deal. All right. Nice balance. I know I did on purpose to make sure that we would both at least be able to drink it. <laughs> so love my goat red wine. This is unmistakably our most popular wine. A perfect balance of fruit and oak accompanied by flavors of ripe cherry and plum. Mellow and easy drinking, this wine has a soft, smooth finish. Enjoy with good company and a wide variety of foods. A wide variety of foods. Could be any food. Yeah. Could be any meat. Like Parker. That sounds like, good. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, the Parker? Or, oh, the wine. Okay. <laughs> Not Parker. I don't think Parker said it that great. What are you doing in late love? I went to, so I was going to go out and get wine. And then it started to rain. Never rains here. And then the fucking 30 minutes I decided to go out and run an errand, it rained the entire time. So I went to QT and they have these things called beatbox. Is it like a box? It's, wine? A, I, it's a carton of wine. I don't know if it is wine. I'll be honest with you because it doesn't really say anywhere on it. It just says 11.1% alcohol by volume. Oh, so you're trying to get fucked up, Lady Love. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. So the thing is, is it was two for six dollars or three fifty each. So I hope I don't like it because I only bought one in case I really didn't like it. But it's uh, it just says beatbox fresh watermelon contains alcohol. World's tastiest party punch. Oh, party punch. Best served chilled. Low calories. Gluten free. Glass free. Oh, because oh, of you the can recycling. So, yeah, this is what I went with. Okay, so you got a jungle juice. Yeah. I mean, at 11.1, <laughs> I feel like either way, you're going to like it at the end. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Lady Love, at the housewarming party for Dev's family, I ended up, like, hammering an, a bottle of wine by myself because, like, they don't drink or anything. And None of I, them? No. How do they tolerate each other? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like drinking makes everything better, but. I don't know. That's just me. I love that it didn't stop you for a second. Just all right. Well, that's oh, fine. Y'all no. do y'all then. <laughs> yeah, Everybody knows I, mean. I smoke weed and drink booze. Like that's <laughs> that's a part of the package deal. We were. Oh my god. So Dev's nephew's first birthday was like on Saturday, and he squirted water on me. And they're all like super religious, super Christian, like very complete opposite of what I am because I'm like as a whole not any of those things, and. <laughs> 
he squirted water on me and I turned and I jumped and I was like, you motherfucker. And no. it was like really loud. And everybody just turned and looked at me and I was like, oh, this feels like when I was in like kindergarten said, fuck, like, this is, again, <laughs> I didn't get in trouble, but you know, shameful. I know was, everybody's looking. It was crazy. I was like, oops. Have they listened to this podcast yet? I hope not. No, oh, I, don't, I, I don't doubt think. it. Yeah. I think they try not. Well, I try not to talk around them because I'm just like completely vulgar in every way. But thank God my grandparents don't know how to work a podcast or what a podcast is. Oh, yeah. My mom has listened to a couple episodes and I'm like, "Um, mom, you might not want to listen to this stuff. I think my mom will like it. We'll find out. We'll see. (laughs) Mom, I'm sorry in advance. I know. Sorry, mom. So while we're waiting here, we do a little bit of background here on the Donner Party. And I'm sorry, that is what we are discussing today is going to be the Donner Party. And anybody who's familiar with this just got an idea of exactly how bad this is going to get. But thank you. Okay. You want to try before we get started? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. We do. Okay. Tink. Ready, late love? Ready. Tink, tink. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, this is actually really good. That's damn good. That's not bad. Is it like a jungle juice laid love? Yeah, it's like it just tastes like watermelon juice. <laughs> That's awesome. Watermelon That's juice with alcohol. That's awesome. Yeah, because you can kind of smell it as the weird part. And it's like kind of off tasting when you first taste it, but does this say sugar free? Oh, I mean it's said low calorie. Yeah, there's definitely something you definitely taste the diet. That's what it is. Yeah. But that's not bad. So how would you describe this? Because this is definitely more of like a drier flavor, I think, to it. It's it's definitely wine. It is definitely- uh, for, first and foremost, I don't know how to review a wine. <laughs> so it is uh it's liquid. It's got a nice deep red color to it. No, it's good. It's it's on the drier side. Yeah, it's definitely dry, but it's not too dry that it's like shocking. Like I'm not thirsty after I take a sip. Yeah, it's I mean it's still sweet. It's I you can enjoy it with a dessert, Anything. I think. I don't think this is a dessert wine. Dessert see, wines are usually know. sweeter. Well, you're going to have to teach me. Yeah. Well, I just know a little bit because we've been buying wine every week for like almost a year now. <laughs> at a certain point, you have to get good at it. Yeah. yeah. Is it fruity, Lady Love? So, or not fruity? Is that, what, is that what's making it dry? Because it said it had plum. Yeah. It's very like almost bland, I want to say. Like, it's mm. not sweet, but it's also not very bitter. It's very, like, literally smack dab in the middle, like, you know? <laughs> That's funny. Okay, nice. Yeah. I can definitely see how they say that there might be a plum in there, but it's more like sugar-free plum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Joe, you get to take over, and I'm just going to sit here and learn stuff. All right. Um Warning in advance, you're not going to be able to learn this. Like once you know this, you just have to know it for the rest of your life. But we are talking about the Donner Party. Um, And to set the stage, we are talking pre-Civil War, the years of 1846. And this voyage of theirs lasted between 1846 and late 1847. Um, I guess a good point of reference on this. At this point, we were not a complete country. The western half of the United States was not yet really organized in the States. We're looking at a French territory, um, one of our territories in the middle, and a couple of Mexican possessions that pretty much went all the way up through California, New Mexico, all through there, all the way up even through Utah. The Donner Party started out on their trail westward from Independence, Missouri. 
And this was going to be a long ass walk out West. I mean, this is the manifest destiny era. You know, this is when Whitey decided that we were chosen by God to explore the West side of the country and not a damn native or Mexican was going to stop us. (laughs) (laughs) Damn brown people are going to stop us from exploring this land. Yeah, that's what they thought. Um, We'll see how that worked out for them. I was going to say, I feel like brown uh, people are known for being a little more feisty. No, no. Yeah, we, we got the shit kicked out. But, uh, but, but more, are the brown people known for eating? Uh, no, eating? Not, not for eating. No, okay. no. That's, I can assure okay. you ahead of time that not one native, not one Mexican gets eaten through this entire performance. And thank, hold on. They're not into dark meat. Oh, no. They like that. There might have been a sampling, but we'll get back to it. There might have been a sampling. What do you like, do? Like clip off a little like calluses or something well i mean it's little toenails dude, but we I were mean, talking about how many people got eaten here one dude is almost not even a big deal like one dude's almost not a big oh deal. that's West disgusting dudes. oh yeah it is yeah it is and they're walking this whole way you said well we've got oxen and we've got covered wagons um and we've got some cows they've even got their pets with them some dogs things like that bro taking my cat to the vet that's around the corner is a struggle and they're walking animals on wagons oh yeah oh yeah so it's a total of 87 people made up the entire donner party and this is a couple of different families oh whoa i thought it was like a group of 10 people at the max this is like they're rolling deep it's huge and before that even there was more who set forth on the trail before them they caught up to another train of wagons and joined that it was likely hundreds of people at the start of this now, wow. Okay. The first leg was pretty easy. We're talking Missouri across the Great Plains over to kind of Utah. That's all pretty nice. Plentiful grass, lots of food, lots of water. Everyone's happy. It's a nice leisurely stroll across across the country. Um, once you hit Utah, that's when things start to get a little bit weird because you're coming up on the Rocky Mountains. And if anybody for whatever reason doesn't know, the Rocky Mountains are fucking enormous, like fourteen thousand feet. If you've ever climbed a thousand feet, you know what a task that is. I cannot imagine how in 18, the 1840s, anybody was dragging a covered wagon over these mountains. And you know, they didn't have shoes. These bitches are out here in like burlap sacks. Uh, for, <laughs> they, for they did sandals. better than yeah. most. The Donner family was actually pretty well to do is how I'm seeing it described in here. Wait, um, so these are rich people doing this? I don't know if I could say rich. Um, Middle class? But by modern day standards, they were doing well. Um, they were described Ooh. as, well, they were pioneers, but. You know, there were more pioneery pioneers out there. You know, they weren't exactly the old West prospectors out there staking their claim alone. Um, they had some amenities. They had oxen. They had covered wagons. You know, they they had food. They had rations, everything they needed to survive comfortably. And a lot of the women in the parties actually described that the first leg of the journey was quite pleasant. They enjoyed it. It was. They enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. They enjoyed getting out to Utah. Dude, I don't enjoy a three-day festival. Like. Uh-huh. <laughs> They love getting out, seeing this great country of ours, traveling to through Central America. Could be better. Do you know how long America? Do you know how long I would go without pooping? Literally, imagine how long they went. That's what I'm saying. Like I can't do it. Like it stresses me out. I can't poop outside. How on earth? That is the Great Plains. That's the big sky, the wind blowing, Mm -hmm. grass waving. That's that's the best place you can take a poop. What do you mean? That's the most open. Like, <laughs> I want somewhere to hide. You were going to drop in your entire life. Lady Love, you it's 1846. There is nobody there except for the other fucking people that you're there with, which you probably <laughs> know all of them. And then you see fucking Olga back there dropping trowel while you're standing <laughs> exactly. near the wagon. 
I can't I'm do sure, it. No, I'm sure. And they, they probably didn't have toilet and- paper. Your rest stop is a general store, and you're lucky if they got an outhouse with a little moon carved in the front of it. Like, oh my god! <laughs> I can't even use a porta potty. Now we've made our way out to Utah, just shy of Utah, actually, really, probably mid Wyoming, which is kind of in like the middle left part of the country. If you suck at geography like I do, and you're staring at these <laughs> big ass mountains, and right there, if you don't already have a second thought about what the hell you're out there doing. I don't understand how you can be sane. Cause I, if I'm looking at those mountains, I'm saying fuck it right there. And I'm settling in Colorado. We're done. <laughs> I'm not going over those mountains, but so they, they had to. And there's a few well-established routes to get over these mountains. Um, one was the Oregon trail. I mean, the first half of this was the Oregon trail and then it cuts North and it takes you obviously up in Oregon all the way up to Portland. But there was an alternative route is what they would find out uh, from a man named Lansing Hastings. Hastings had made his own way through the mountains, cut a little bit south. He went through what we now know as Salt Lake City, Utah, prominent feature, obviously, being a big lake of salt, which around this time here is actually relatively dry. It's more or less a desert. But Hastings had argued at that point that if you took this cut south, you would actually cut a significant amount of time off of your journey. When they met him, he was already attempting to persuade pretty much anybody who was Oregon bound through leaving letters, putting up flyers, putting up signs to take his route out there because it also just so happened that he owned a couple of general stores along the way. And maybe he could do some trading if these people took his route. Wow. Yeah, It all comes together. See, so have you ever seen that episode of Avatar where they have to like go through this like mountain peak? They, they already left the earth village or something like that. I suck ass and get to Avatar. Yeah, but tell me please. Oh, well, so there's an episode that they're just leaving like the earth village and they've got, um, Oh, what's her name? The blind girl in Avatar. Shit. They love. Helen Keller? <laughs> no. I, didn't watch. I, I, never, I never finished Avatar. I no. remember from when I was a kid, but never, never finished it. Ah, well, there's a blind girl in it, and she does like Earth style Avatar things. And um, they get directed through this valley, and it's called like the Valley of Death. And they're like, no, it's fine. Everything's good. It's great. And then it's like these giant spider monster things are like, coming out and trying to kill and eat people and like yeah technically it's shorter but like anybody that actually cuts through this path ends up dying because they get eaten by these giant spider things so this many people or rather at this point in time not many people understood that there were figurative giant spider things in their future taking this Hastings route (laughs) Hastings had told them that the desert they would encounter which was the Great Salt Lake dry at that point was about 40 miles across and that they would find water after about 24 hours In that case, it's still going to take them a few days to get across. In reality, it was about 82 miles across. And the first water to be found was 48 hours after traveling. Oh, no, she didn't. (laughs) Oh, oh, no, this heifer didn't. Wow, that's double. It's not even like he came close. He could have gave him like a ratio of like. So pissed. I know. I would be so fucking pissed. Today. And you've got 87 people who need food, water, shelter. And shelter is serious because you're out in the sun. I mean, this is sun beating down on you. It's not like your regular average ass sunburn. This shit will kill you. You said they had two wagons, right? With with Oh, no, they had tons of wagons. Oh, they had tons of wagons. Okay. um, At this point, they here, I have a number for this. They have. This is trash, though. This is like a bigger window than the cable guy gives you. Well, the entire area, (laughs) the entire caravan was 87 people total. 29 men, 15 women, and actually 43 children. It was primarily kiddos. Oh, my oh, no. God. Oh, the babies. I, 
my sister couldn't even carry the bread home when we were walking when we were kids. <laughs> like these kids to walk fucking across the country. Well, luckily they actually had 23 ox drawn wagons, all of which were drawn by a few ox, oxen too. So, I mean, they had a lot of animals out here, but you, you're talking good. about water and food for 87 people for 48 yeah. hours. Or, or rather, a lot more hours than that because it could take a few days to get across that 87 miles or uh, however many miles it was. So they started off and shortly into this journey, they started realizing, you know, I'm not exactly sure this Hastings guy knew what the fuck he was talking about. Um, oh, no. He had actually already made relatively poor time up to that point. And because of that, a lot of the other wagon trains that started off with them initially, they had cut north. They kind of saw this Hastings dude and they're like, yeah, we're going to go the way that we know because you know, that's the way everybody goes. So let's just do that. That's what have been my thought would have been like, mm, no, I think I'm okay. I'm but the Donners, they had some time to make up. You got to get there by winter of this year. The problem is at the end of this, they're going to have to cross the Sierra Nevada mountains. And if you hit the Sierra Nevada mountains in the winter, they are covered in snow. And we're talking 12 plus oh. feet of snow, 12 feet, of impassable snow? amounts of snow. You're not getting through if you don't get there by winter. So it made oh. sense why they took his route. And he actually promised it would cut up to 350 miles off of their journey. Um, spoiler alert, it didn't. <laughs> I was going to say, that doesn't sound like it did. No, um, but they needed to make up this time, so they went. The <laughs> first leg of the Hastings cut off would take them through Echo Canyon. So this is before even they got to the Salt Lake. Echo Canyon, if you can imagine, is basically a smaller, somewhat friendlier Grand Canyon. And you just got to start navigating through all of those canyons and hoping you come out the other side. They've never seen this. There's no map. This what? Thing, no, no, no. They, yeah, they had no map. He just gave them a general idea of where to go. And drew him a map and said, well, you know, go west. What? Keep oh, going west. Oh, nah. See, that's when I definitely go the way that I know how to go because that's trash. I can't even get to tops without my Dude, GPS. Manifest destiny. Mm-hmm. You're my God for this, man. You go with what you feel. Get out there. No. Go with what you feel. See, that's how motherfuckers end up eating each other alive. Uh, there you go. No. See, not about it. So, no, they had to Stick move you know. boulders. They had to move boulders. They had to actually shear off parts of walls to make bigger passes to get the wagons through some of these little canyon edges. How the fuck are they shearing walls down? You're out there with tools. You got hammers, you got chisels, and, and a can-do attitude. Can't do attitude. <laughs> so, I would have gave up. They're like, nope, and turn around. Okay. That's what I said. I wasn't leaving Missouri. Missouri sounded fantastic in that day, at least for me, admittedly. Maybe not for a lot of other people, but it seemed like it could have been a good place to live. Oh God. But eventually they would then make it through Echo Canyon. Does F- it mean that it echoes a lot? It's um, it's Echo the Canyon. echoes of the screams of the suffering settlers making their way through. Wow. Yeah, it's a big ass. I got really morbid. I okay. <laughs> so next they encountered the Wasatch Mountains. And the Wasatch Mountains, if you want, I, I wish you guys could see the picture. They're big. We're talking snow capped mountains here. Oh, um, Lady Love, you know the oh. picture in the Paramount, like on the movie? Yeah. Picture the that times like, yeah, picture that times like a billion. Well, the Wasatch Mountains, oh. max elevation, 11,929 feet. And that's mm-hmm. what they get across next. But again, at this point, they still have good grass for the oxen. They have good water sources. You know, it's it's a shitty hike, but at least they're not dying. Yeah. They made their way through there and they made their way into Utah, which would take them to the Salt Lake. And about this time, they're starting to realize that this trail wasn't exactly what it was made out to be. And as they began to cross the desert, they quickly realized that it was going to be about twice as long as they thought it was going to. 
Mm. Now, to mention the time here they crossed, it was not entirely dry, which meant that their feet and the cabin wheels would actually sink through in a kind of a gummy mess of salty, sludgy, nasty mud. Ew, and that can give you, like, oh. For 80 miles. Wow. Of that? Lady love, do you know who I would have fought if that Uh was the case? Like we would have been like, let's let's turn around and find the guy who gave us these directions. Yeah, let's go beat the shit out of that guy because I'm not doing this. That's ridiculous. And like, if your feet remain completely wet all the time and with the salt, like it'll begin to like eat away at the skin of your feet. Like gangrene situation, trench foot type deal. Exactly. Like you will get trench foot. No, see, I would have fought somebody. I'm not doing it. I went to a wedding and wore heels and it was outside. And I literally immediately almost fought Dev because I was like, why did you tell me this was outdoor? I wouldn't have <laughs> wore these fucking stupid stiletto heels because my feet were sinking in. <laughs> so all of that said and done, they actually crossed the desert in six days, which I think is incredible. That is impressive. Hats off to this giant. And through that whole thing, not one human life was lost. Some of the weaker animals throughout that, because again, it's a desert. They had no water. They had nothing. They couldn't feed these animals for a lot of time. Some of the weakened animals had to be left to die. Uh, About Mm. nine oxen broke free, crazed with thirst is what it says, and ran off. But everybody, every human life was preserved. Nobody died through this whole process. Man, they should have kept those oxen for food. Moving further westward into, I think, what looks like modern day... What state is that? Is that Colorado? Kind of Colorado? I suck at the Western geography. Oh, I'm the worst. Well, whatever. I don't even know why I looked at it like I knew. <laughs> Moving <laughs> a state over from Utah. Maybe Nevada. Yeah, it looks like they're hitting Nevada's where they were. Uh, they would hit Pilot Peak. So they're going to go over one more mountain because we haven't had enough yet. That would bring them to the end of the Hastings cutoff. So they have actually successfully navigated his entire bullshit trail at this point, having figured out that he's a bullshit human who gave him a bullshit <laughs> Oh, wow. But they survived it. They made it through the whole thing. Oh, at least they survived it. A couple more years and they could have been playing the sluts instead of fucking walking (laughs) through muddy (laughs) muddy water that's supposed to be a lake. And it got better. Like after that, they, they actually made their way through somewhat more even terrain. And that would take them for the next several weeks. So again, we got grass, we got water, we got food, but they're pretty well beat up at this point. I would imagine so. I'm beat up listening to this. I know. Like this is <laughs> right there, it even says members of the party were beginning to doubt whether or not they had enough food to last them before they reached California. Really, just now you're doubting. I know. Now, now I'm, you're just figuring but is there, this out. This is starting is to look a little bit Nevada, shitty. Uh, if they're in Nevada, do they get close to Cali? I mean, they're right there. If, or wait, no, because it's Nevada. It's Nevada, then Arizona, right? Uh, oh, no. no, they're going above Arizona. They don't have to go down to Arizona. They're going above. They're going to okay, Sacramento. So is here. So they're going to the top part. They're exactly. going to, the, yeah. We're talking Northern California. Ooh. The ultimate goal here is Sacramento. Um, and the last little border between Nevada and California and the Northern part is going to be the Sierra Nevada mountains. Four Ooh. mountains, bro. Oh my God. They went through Rocky Mountains. They went through an Echo Canyon. Mm-hmm. Now they're at other mountains. Like, that's it. I would have given up at the dude, first mountains. I, I bet mean, this dude would have pointed him in the direction of only mountains. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so part of why he did it too is he he claimed that the other route that could be taken further south was effectively just lousy with natives and Mexicans. Like if you go that route, they're uh, going to attack you. They're going to fuck you up. They're going to take your shit. They're going so he scared them into taking this route too. The guy was smart. He was a hell of a salesman. I, 
Well, I was just what talking about it. I hate salesmen. They're so fucking terrible. I nominate this dude penis of the century. He's such a fucking asshole. Oh, big dick energy for sure. (laughs) So at this point, having completed the Hastings cutoff and making their way through a little bit better terrain, they started out toward the Humboldt River. So again, they have water and this is going to take them pretty much all the way to the edge of California just before they would hit the Sierra Nevada mountains. Um, At this point, they were in dire need of supplies. They were dangerously short on time to make the pass because winter was coming. And if you get snowed in, you get snowed in. So it was actually decided at that point to send two men ahead to kind of blaze the trail through, make sure we can definitely get through here and ideally, hopefully bring back some supplies. What the fuck were they going to do? Walkie talkie each other? It's not how how is sending people ahead going to help anything? Is that nuts? They had to just find them. The idea is well, they'll they'll just find us on the trail again on the way back. Yo, fuck out of here. I don't even. Mm-mm. Well, they get right to just before where they would hit the Sierra Nevada. And guess what's in front of them? Another 40 mile desert. Wow. No. See, I'm picturing this like that episode of Rugrats. When like they go to cross the parking lot, Tommy and Chucky, and oh they're like, God. they're like walking, and then it turns into a desert, and then they have like diapers on their heads. Huh? Uh, hey, you guys, look up ahead! What is that thing? Uh, I think it's a. Uh, it is. It is. It's an igloo. <laughs> Where'd the igloo go? Holy shit, my childhood. Like, <laughs> one moment. That's all I'm picturing, though. So you just look at it, and there's like That's cultures, funny. Dr. Pepper vending machines that aren't actually there. They're just hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> that harsh, like the clips from the sun that you see. I know, the, the brow Where... sweat. Yes. Oh. So over the next three days, crossing this desert, the wagon would suffer repeated attacks from groups of native warriors. Now we're encountering the oh. Native Americans, finally. Oh, these brown people weren't having it, like love. No, dude, it's almost oh. like they didn't want Whitey spreading a bunch of fucking diseases across this beautiful half of a country they had. Imagine that. <laughs> That's true. White people got all kinds of shit, apparently. As soon as they came, it was like, you all go to die. It's ours. We have guns. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's yeah. the way it goes now. We have guns and disease. So with grass and short supply, the oxen would spread out more, looking for more food, which would allow the, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, uh, Paiutes, I believe the Native American tribe, to steal 18 of them during one single evening. How do you steal 18 fucking goats or whatever? Do they just like heft them on their shoulders and run? I think they scared them off. Uh, So it's mentioned early on in this that one of the problems with the Donner Party is that, like I said, they were pretty well to do. You know, they were pioneers. They knew how to survive in the wild. By today's standards, definitely more badass than any of us are. Um, but they had nobody in the party who had any experience in dealing with Native Americans, talking with Native Americans, trading with them, anything that keeps you from getting pretty much killed and scalped by Native Americans. Oh, wow. Maybe so, they should have played charades more, figured it out. <laughs> anything, really. <laughs> so what do you know? When they finally encounter some Natives, they start taking shots and with bows. They steal 18 oxen in one evening. Several mornings later, they would shoot another 21 oxen. Wow. How many oxen did these people have? Jesus Christ. Well, at this point, they lost nearly 100 oxen and cattle. Oh, my God. It's just big. This was like a roving community. It was like an entire town of people moving west. It's pretty cool when you think about it, but less so because they didn't seem like they were that good at it. No, they were just a bunch of dead mm-hmm. getting lost in the forest. I'm not saying I do it better, but like, 
I like to hope I'd at least not get all my oxen stolen. No, mine would get stolen for sure. Now, rations were almost entirely depleted. Um, Several families were forced to abandon their wagons because at this point, they didn't have enough oxen to even pull all of the wagons. And you're not dragging the shit yourself. So now we're leaving supplies. Now we're leaving stuff behind because we just can't carry it. Damn. Uh, September 30th is when they had started through this desert section. October 19th, Stanton, who was a member of the original scouting party they sent forward, arrived back. He got all the way to Sacramento, well, Sutter's, Sutter's Fort, which is just before Sacramento, and he arrived back at the party with seven mules loaded with food. Oh, wait. How so, the fuck did he do how, that? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Did he just, like, teleport there? I think when you're, when you're moving alone, and I've done it, too, even when you're hiking alone, you move faster than when you're with a crew. Because you don't want to leave people behind. They had kiddos back in the party. They had all the oxen. But this dude, he could just make his own time and get through there. That's yeah, I guess that's true. But like, and how does it lead seven donkey mules, whichever donkeys by himself? I've ridden one horse. That shit's hard. How do you lead seven donkeys? He probably had like a flute, and he was like playing the (laughs) The flute. Piper. (laughs) (laughs) And like the goats were just following him along, dancing. Now, now this kills me. So. Stanton was one of the ones who was sent forward. There's another gentleman who was sent forward who, as soon as he got to the nice, cozy Sutter's Fort, had mysteriously fallen ill and wasn't able to make the journey back to help them. Oh, wow. What a bitch. Oh, gosh. I just, I would love to come back and bring you supplies. I just, <laughs> I almost I, I come down with a spell. I got the Rona. I can't come. <laughs> he could well have had tuberculosis. They were, everybody had tuberculosis back then. That's true. Consumption yeah. was quite a thing. Consumption yeah, is what they called it. I read that too. Yeah. Get your PPDs, folks. <laughs> so one guy made it back and he actually brought with him two native guides. So we've solved the native issue. We've got some native guys. We got somebody who's like, hey, he's cool. Why is with me? We're good. And oh, but what if it's like in the Asian? Have you ever been in a nail shop? I've never gotten my nails done personally, no. So no judgment. I would love it. Sounds and stuff, but like oh, when you go lovely. in, you can be Asian, but like if you don't speak the language, they're just talking shit about you oh, behind your back that. to the other Asian people. You know how it is like love, like when they go to file off that nail polish that you've had on there for a little too long and then they start talking to each other. It's like, you see this bitch's toes? You know what she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> you can't confirm because you can't understand, but you know what she's saying. <laughs> and they were trained too. They were guides. So they definitely were laughing at these dudes. Like, what the, why, why would they take the Hastings cut off? Don't they know about that guy? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So we are now again setting westward. And we are at this point pretty much at the edge of the Sierra Nevada mountains. At this point, snow flurries were starting and they were desperate to get through here. They knew the winter had started. Just about anybody who knew what they were about to encounter had their doubts as to whether or not they'd be able to get through. And just before they would enter the mountains, once again, a Paiute warrior opened fire and managed to hit 19 oxen. Nine? Oh my God. I mean, the skill of these natives is mind-blowing fuck is he america's best ninja warrior like what is happening here 19 i can't even hit three balloons at the fair <laughs> I, I would watch the shit out of america's best native warrior though i know somebody hit up the network that'd be a great show i know tm tm it's my idea or your idea so the, <laughs> <laughs> so the migrants plowed on and when they were within about three miles of the summit that would take them over the sierra nevada they found their way blocked by about five foot snow drifts and were forced to turn back to seek cover. And there was actually some cabins. They found abandoned cabins that they found they had passed at the foot of the mountain. Meanwhile, some of the other crew who had set out ahead earlier um, had tried to set back to get them with enough food, hopefully keep them alive for the winter. 
but them on the other side of the mountain's peak actually found the path blocked as well and were not able to get back to him. So they, they really did try to go back. Even the dude who, uh, who came down with his consumption, which would suck. I mean, it's not a play light of it, but he did try to get back. He did want to bring him supplies and he could not even get through alone without all the wagons and everything. So we are stuck and they would take refuge in these cabins right by the lake and the snow would start and shit would get really damn real, really damn fast. And they didn't all have cabins. Um, a good portion of people were forced to build primitive huts, uh, primitive lean-tos. The abandoned cabins were not in good shape, often required repairs. Some were actually able to build their own individual cabins, full cabins out there. Oh, wow. They they couldn't make like a yurt or something? I mean, I say they were prissy, but I mean, they, they knew what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> I mean, these dudes are building their own cabins out there. So they hunkered down, but at this point, they were weak. They had very little food. And as the snow started, the remaining animals had to be killed and eaten. Uh, Damn. They made attempts to catch fish, but fishing in that river was unsuccessful. It was pretty iced over. They did not have proper gear. Some men went hunting. By the way, they had guns. They had guns this whole time, too. They tried to go hunting, but were only able to kill a bear, a coyote, an owl, and a gray squirrel. I mean, a bear is pretty big. It's big, but they still had probably in at least like the 70s for people at that point. It didn't seem like a lot of people had been left behind up until that point. Maybe a few. I think one guy they got pissed off at and they killed, but it wasn't, you know, he's probably an asshole anyway. Well, they maybe should have done less fucking and more hunting. That's what I'm saying. Because they had all these fucking kids to feed. So we know what the ultimate outcome of this story is and we know where this is going. But before they were forced to cannibalism, the party would actually slaughter their pack animals, cook their dogs, oh. gnaw on the leftover bones, and even boil the animal hide roofs, roofs, roofs of their cabins into what basically turned into kind of a nasty paste. Ew. Ew. Some would even survive for a short while on morsels of boiled leather and tree bark. Boiled leather and boiled leather. Any port in the storm. What is hey I'm Dude, I I can't even eat yogurt. There's no way leather. You don't eat yogurt? I I can't eat like regular like yogurt. It needs to have something in it. Like oh, I need some a granola. crunch. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, like the it's the yeah it's have you tried tree bark? Put tree bark in it. It worked for them. They seemed to enjoy it. I don't. I don't. Did they boil the tree bark? I guess it'd be better boiled than raw. But right, I don't don't know. Like I, we just talked about whether or not we cook or we don't cook Parker in the last episode, and now that I'm hearing about them gnawing on bones in the paste of it, I don't know if cooking was the best idea. I mean, have you ever bitten to like a nice chicken wing bone, like the marrow on the inside? It doesn't taste that bad. So, love, you don't even finish your chicken wings. You like. That's exactly on why it's disgusting. It's better than a <laughs> dude. I've never broken through this. Oh god! What? They love it so good. Oh, so shit good. has become dire. The shit has officially hit the fan, um, and we are getting damn hungry. <laughs> so at this point, we got to do something. The snow is starting hard. It's, these cabins are starting to get buried, and they decided we need to start sending out a supply, or rather, sending out a scouting party to try to bring back bring back some supplies. So they sent out a party that would unfortunately later become known as the Forlorn Hope. I'll give you a little prelude to how this is going to turn the out. The Forlorn Hope. The Forlorn Hope. This consisted of 17 men, women, and children who set out on foot to attempt to cross the pass over the peak of, well, it's not really over the peak of the mountain, but through the mountains. As evidenced how grim their choices were at this point, four of the men were fathers, three were women who were mothers. And all of them had to give their young children to other women to keep behind, hopefully to keep alive until they get back. I mean, this was, this was a big decision to have to make. Leave your kids behind. 
but that's it. I mean, if we don't get out there, we can't get food and we know where that's going one way or another. So maybe we have a chance if we can just get a couple people over the peak. Mm-hmm. The group pretty quickly became lost and confused. And after two more days without food, it was a Patrick Dolan who initially proposed that one should volunteer to die in order to feed the others. Some suggested, oh, some suggested a duel. A duel? How are they going to do? pull out their little leather gloves and slap them <laughs> in the face? You know what I'm saying? They had guns. They had revolvers. They could really do it. Um, another account describes an attempt to create a lottery to choose a member to sacrifice. What the mm. fuck? Take five for your life. Eventually, yeah. at, at the suggestion of a man with the last name Eddie, they kept moving forward until somebody simply fell and a blizzard eventually overtook the group and forced them to halt. Antonio, the animal handler, was the first to die. Franklin Graves was the next casualty. The, so these people are dying naturally? At this point, they're dying naturally. Oh, at this point. Okay. And my understanding is that they are to continue dying naturally. I don't think anybody's life was actually taken for the purpose of eating through this entire endeavor. If that makes anybody else feel better. So they didn't stab anybody really? with their pen knife. Exactly. Nobody had a duel for real? Nobody got sued at the end of this thing. They didn't pull the fucking Stevens and Dudley. Or at the very least, if they did, That's they kept their fucking mouth shut. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. I mean, I'm impressed that they made it that long because like it's incredible, especially being hungry as fuck. Like I've been hangry and that's after like a couple hours of not eating. And I wanted to like mm-hmm. rip Dev's head off. Dude, I've stopped the hike because I ran out of weed. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't wait, know. wait, wait, wait. Good reason. I'm out of weed. Everyone stop. We got to go wrap it up. Hold on. Fuck this. Let's back to Missouri. I'm out. I'm over. <laughs> we got to go back. Come back later. So the blizzard progressed. Um, Patrick Dolan, another member of the party, began to rant deliriously, stripped off his clothes and ran into the woods. They're starting to lose it. You know, at this point, I mean, what they've gone through, how hungry they are, how dire the situation is, they're starting to snap. If he ripped off all his clothes and ran into the woods in the middle of winter, I would think he's a little bit crazy. I don't know what kind of condition I'd be in at that point. I don't know if I take off my clothes. I don't know if that's how I want to go, but he returned not too (laughs) long after that. Go figure and died a few hours later. Uh, not long after that, possibly because another gentleman, Murphy, was near death, some of the group began to eat flesh from Dolan's body. Like just straight eat it? Dug right in. They were desperate. I mean, that, that says it, right? He fell, mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, we're doing it, right? Yeah, we're doing it. I do like the way that I feel. I have endless energy, and I sleep two hours a night. I get so much done. You eat people. I know. It's just that I'm so much more confident. I can parallel park in one move now. Wow, they didn't even like rip his asshole out and get rid of all the organs. They were just like, they didn't even clean him up. That's fucking gross. Ew, they just like bit into a hairy arm. Isn't like that? You think they'd have to cut into him, right? I couldn't go through skin. You you can't go through skin, can you? I feel like if you bite, how hungry are you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would it be better to not do it? I feel like it'd be better to maybe get a liver or something, right? But I mean, if they haven't cleaned it out, it's just... Oh, yeah. Liver would be shitty. Yeah, it'd be Uh, all full of terrible things. Well, the next morning, the group stripped the muscle and organs from the body of Antonio. Bodies bodies of Antonio, Dolan, Graves, and Murphy. They then dried them to store for the days ahead. They made jerky. Wow. (laughs) Dude, I'd be so pissed if I ended up as jerky when I died. Oh, I love jerky. It seems like kind of an honor. No, I love jerky. Like, jerky's delicious, but <laughs> I'd be really mad if I was turning. An honor to be jerky. It's better than getting eaten raw, right? I mean, 
I don't I, know. I, think... I feel like going zombie style would be like. <laughs> now check this out though. Um, they actually took care specifically through the entire endeavor to make sure that nobody would have to eat his or her own relatives. So they weren't savages. Oh, you don't want to have to eat your brother. Consideration. So they weren't trying to do like Eskimo incest through eating. Oh, yeah. Like that mental image. Friend, of that friend, don't go to this piling. Okay. I'm, you won't be seeing your sister Phyllis anymore, but don't go to this one, Fred. I know. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Hey, no, you try the like, casserole? No, that's got Dave. I can't do that. I knew yeah. it since grade yeah. school. <laughs> that's your cousin, Dave. All right, so after three days of rest, so they ate, they took a big nap, and they set off again, searching for the trail. <laughs> Do you get the itis from human flesh? Like, I know it's in Turkey. The itis. It can't be good for you. Well, Eddie, who had initially held off on eating people, finally succumbed to his hunger and ate human flesh, which at that point was soon gone. Uh, they began taking apart their snowshoes to eat the oxide webbing and actually discussed Ew. killing Luis and Salvador. We've named our natives. Um, those are the natives that they brought along, the guides. Discussed oh. killing Luis and Salvador for food. They wanted to try the brown meat they love. It's juicier. Now check yeah. it out though. My dude oh, Eddie. No. My dude Eddie, who I like now, he actually warned the two guys and they quickly fucked off out of there. <laughs> uh, thankfully then Jay Fodsick died during the night, leaving only seven members of the party and one more good fresh meal. Out of 80 something or 93 members, there were seven people left. No, at this point there were seven. This is the this is the forlorn hope. This is the party that stabbed on had to try to get over and bring oh, back supplies. Okay. So they've split okay. again. This is a small group of dudes. We're down to seven, which so, is was fourteen people, right? Yep, yep. Now Fodsick died last. Um, Eddie and Mary Graves, husband and wife, left to hunt, and they actually returned with deer meat. They got a deer. However, they found that Fodsick's body had already been cut apart for food. Wow. Imagine that. They get back with a deer and you're like midway through hammering down a femur. And you're oh. like, oh, I didn't know we had venison. Oh, <laughs> what do you call human meat? Like, because they have a name for everything. Deer is venison. Ooh. Ape? I just human meat, lady love. <laughs> We're apes, right? I mean, that's got to be ape. Ape? Or uh, sapien? Yeah, I feel like sapien. Homo doesn't feel right, but. No. Maybe sapien, yeah. Sapien or. Could I do like a, you could do like sapien chili. The other I think chili sounds better. I don't know. I don't like any of it, really. I mean, is there is there like a reason that deer is called venison? Like there has to be a purpose. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. We'll have to look into that for the next episode. Well, it doesn't matter because they're not going to be eating any more deer for the rest of this thing. They've pretty much got their taste for human and that is how it's going to continue. Uh, Luis and Salvador, who had made their way ahead, unfortunately did not get far and they were found pretty near death william foster at this point shot the pair believing their flesh was the rest of the group's last hope to avoid imminent death from starvation so he didn't even shoot him in mercy he's just like we got to eat these guys we have nothing else to do so there you go two people were killed for the purpose of consumption damn uh they're out there for a few more days in this environment the group stumbled into a native american settlement looking so deteriorated the camp's Inhabitants initially fled. Like they were scared of these dudes. They looked so bad. They probably looked like they had fucking rabies at this point. That, and they were definitely ready to eat those natives too. I mean, they <laughs> took them like two seconds for the first two natives. They're like, yep. Oh, and they realized done. that the dark meat was more flavorful. They got a taste for it at that point. Yeah. Um, but the natives were chill. They actually gave them what they had to eat: acorns, grass, pine nuts. Not much, but better than fingers. Um, and after a few days, Eddie continued on with the help of the tribe members uh, to eventually find a ranch in a small farming community at the edge of Sacramento. They made it. They got over. Uh, Good. 
Especially Finally. after all that. If you ate that many people, you had better make it at this point. That individual journey Ugh. took them 33 days. 33. Oh my God. This is, this is hell on earth in every way. Everything these people went through is like the peak of the human condition. I, I just can't see how anybody could possibly survive that. No, that's awful. I don't even like driving anywhere that's more than like 20 minutes. Eventually, another rescue attempt would be made by Reed, who had made it all the way through to the Sierra Nevada. So he was going to try to cross back in to get in there. But ultimately, that did not end up working out either. They did find a couple more of the migrants who were trying to make their way over from the Donner Lake. That's where the cabins were. Um, but they were near death and I don't think ended up surviving the journey back. So they found some people, but they didn't ultimately get them back to, to the spot in California where they were all making a settlement. So another relief party was, party was formed over in Sacramento, California. Initially, only three men responded to the call for volunteers to rescue the Donner Party. Shortly after that, two local newspapers had reported that some members of the Snowshoe Party who had made it over from the camp had to resort to cannibalism, which actually helped foster sympathy for the group and inspired more people to donate money and inspired more men to join to try to go out there and get them. So they heard that they had to eat people and they actually felt bad for them this time. That's crazy. It is. But I mean, considering the situation, I, I would feel bad too. Exactly. Like, that's rough. What else can you say to these guys? I mean, they made it. Like, give them some sympathy, anything. Exactly. Like, damn, dog. You had to eat a toe. Okay, I'll donate a dollar. So they put together the rescue. <laughs> um, and it, was, uh, it ended up being a seven-man crew who made their way back over the peak. And eventually, ne- they made it over and they neared where they had been told the cabins would be. All the cabins at this point were buried in snow. The oxide roofs had begun to rot, and they described the smell as overpowering. 13 wow. people back at the camps had died during this time that they had been away, and their bodies had been loosely buried in snow beneath some of the cabin roofs. Uh, some of the migrants seemed to be, at this point, entirely emotionally unstable. I mean, they had broken. Think about what they were living in, surrounded by dead bodies, rotting roofs, buried in snow. Wow, and they didn't eat any people? Hold on. <laughs> so they got back and they eventually found them and the rescue user came through and actually concealed the fate of the snowshoe party informing them that the uh that they did not return because they were frostbitten they said everybody made it over and nobody came back from because they were just real they were in bad shape we had to take care of i mean they ate the fucking shoes what else did you think was going to happen and you you can't tell them i mean the people back at the camp found out they all ate each other you're done who even cares at that point yeah so Upon getting back, um, the rescue party actually ran into some troublers themselves. Um, They tried to rescue some people and bring them back out from the lake and bring them over. But they, on their way back to try to find some of the food caches they left along the way, um, they found that those caches had been broken into by animals and were entirely Mm. without food. Uh, So after struggling on the walk for a while, one of the members slipped into a coma and died. Another died. Oh, yeah. These are the people who came to rescue them now who are dying. This is fucked. Another one died shortly after that. And this one was actually a younger man. The mother who was with him kind of snapped and wouldn't let him go. Didn't want to leave his body. Was pretty content to stay out there in the snow with him through the entirety of it. And so they basically oh forced her God. off. So we got to go. We got to get out of here. Damn. They did end up making it back eventually. And they got some of the people back from the lake back to Bear Valley, where there's a small settlement there where they were able to eat and take care of themselves. Jacob Donner's steps on, unfortunately, broke into the food stores at night and fatally gorged himself to death. <gasps> he ate himself? You can do that? Oh, yes, you can. If you've been starving that long, you can eat yourself to death. Does it, like, does your stomach explode or something? It's got to be something like that. I, I, I don't know what the no process way. is. 
they talk about it later on here too, about when they, when they first got there, they had to actually hide their food from the settlers because they were worried that they would do that. And I guess they were right. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, I've eaten so much. I've thrown up before from having the munchies, but mm-hmm. I've never like gotten, I mean, mm-hmm. and that's painful right there. Just like eating so much that you puke to like eat so much that you die. That's mm-hmm. after all that, after surviving that journey, that's how you go out. I bet he was happy. I bet he was happy as a clam I mean, laying there, sure. there, like I mean, full belly. It depends on what he's eating, though. I feel like I'd be happy if I like died eating Texas Day Brazil or something. But mm-hmm. if I died eating like canned beans, I wouldn't be all that happy. In any case, this dude was like Squidward when he finds the Krabby Patty. He's just pile of food laying there, fat and happy and dead. Squidward! <laughs> Am I gonna blow up? No, worse. It'll go right to your thigh. That's funny. So a second relief was organized. We got proof of concept. We can get these people out. So they make their way over the mountains. It sucks to shorten that whole part of the journey. It was not fun for them, but they made it over and they eventually arrived at the camp. They found that again, the rest of the settlers had entirely deteriorated mentally. Some of them were near blind from malnutrition. Uh, the children were listless, kind of just staring off into nowhere in silence and had not been cleaned in days. Nobody at Truckee Lake or Donner Lake um, had actually died during the interim this time. So they got back in between the time when they took people out and then got back for the second relief. Nobody died. However, one of the first people to get back documented a disturbing visit in the last week of February from a Mrs. Murphy who said their family was considering eating another member who was in the ca- next cabin over. So they were starting to get the idea of what was going to have to be done here. Another two on their way through found one gentleman's mutilated body. They made their way to the Alder camp, which was a bit further down from the lake. And the first two members of the relief party to reach it saw a gentleman, Trudeau, carrying a human leg. Wait, like like a whole leg? This is the first time these people made it to this camp. And the first thing they see is a dude walking by with a human leg in his hand. Well. What 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 did this mutilated body look like? Did they give a description? I have to assume it was eaten. I guess just like whatever you could eat off of uh, it, ripped apart. Uh, I guess I know. And then there's this dude carrying a human leg. They made their presence known, and this dude looks at them, sees them looking at him, and he chucks it into a hole off in the snow. <laughs> oh wow! He throws it and just like books it. Uh, this isn't mine. Toss it. <laughs> They walked by the hole and they found that to contain the mostly dismembered body of Jacob Donner. Inside the tent, Elizabeth Donner, who I believe was the wife of Jacob, refused to eat, although her children were being nourished by their father's organs. Wow. The rescuers (laughs) discovered that three other bodies at that point had been consumed in that cabin. Damn. So that's probably just a natural instinct for people to just eat other people if it comes down to it. We're survivors. That's, I think that's why we made it this far. We're a pretty good animal for being pretty shitty animals. I'd say we're just fucking wow. But we are animals. Make yeah, no mistake we, about that. No, I get that. I mean. So this second relief effort managed to evacuate 17 migrants from Donner Lake, only three of whom were adults. So they got a ton of children out with this one. So that's awesome. It was worth it. Oh, those poor kids, though, they're probably going to be fucked up for the rest of their lives after that. We actually have some journal entries from some of them later on in life and what they were getting into. Wow. Okay. Wow. 
So the walk back to Bear Valley on their way over this was very slow. And what do you know? Another blizzard arose on their way back through the mountains. Five-year-old Isaac Donner froze to death. Reed nearly died. Mary Donner's feet were badly burned because they're so frostbitten. She did not realize she was sleeping with them in a fire. Wow. Oh, wow. Now, the site where a couple of other people had been left in one of the earlier expeditions back to try to save them had been known as the Starved Camp. Uh, Margaret Breen, who was among the group that had been there, apparently chose to stay behind to try to keep some of the people alive while the others departed further down the mountain. However, Elizabeth and her son would end up dying before the party could get back to reach them, and the remainder of the party resorted to eating the flesh off their dead bodies to survive. So she stayed behind to help them. But realistically, she got eaten. Realistically, though, at this point, how much meat does she really have? Not much. Mm -hmm. Um, I think some of them were only around like 50 or 60 ish pounds when they got out. Some of the younger Mm -hmm. women. Wow. But but adult women, though. I mean, you're, you're nothing. Imagine the sight of that. You're a skeleton with skin hanging off of it. Damn. That's just no wonder why so many people had to die. There just wasn't enough meat. Well, they got marrow. I mean, they, they boiled the bones. Yeah, they do say, um, I remember in an anthropology class I took when I was in college, that the bone marrow of like, I feel like one femur is like the same amount of calories as two Big Macs. No yeah. shit. Yeah. Start eating femurs. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's like a protein shake in the morning. That's nice. That's like 5,000 calories right there. Damn. So a third relief was organized. They're going to send more people back. Um, in the process of doing this, Foster and Eddie arrived back at the lake where they found their children dead. They had had to leave their children there to actually get back over the mountain in that last expedition to save people. And they got back and they found that their children did not make it. That's so sad. Oh, it gets worse. Casper, a member who had stayed behind at the lake, told Eddie that he had eaten the remains of Eddie's son. <gasps> he oh. fucking told the dude. How are you going to tell him How that you, you can't look lie? in the face. And Eddie swore at that point to murder Kasberg the first chance he got if they ever met in California. Oh, I mean, that's understandable. I feel like he should get a pass on that one. So two more more relief parties would make their way back over the mountains to try to evacuate any adults who might still be alive and to get out any of the children who might be left. This went the same way every other one of the relief parties went. On their way back to Donner Lake. So they had gone over the mountains and they're coming back again. They got some out. They're going to go back for the rest. They found Louis Kessberg. This is the gentleman that had eaten Eddie's kids. They found him alive. According to him, Miss Murphy, who was with him, had died a week after their departure back over the mountain. Some weeks later, two other parties had arrived at his cabin on the way over the past, uh, over the pass. And Kessberg said he had put a blanket around her and, and said, you take care, get some sleep. We're going to start out in the morning. She died overnight. The salvage party who had come across him and her in this state were suspicious of his story and ended up finding a pot full of human flesh in the cabin. Wow. He killed her. And along with that pot of human flesh, they found some pistols, some jewelry, and about $250 in gold. Wow. So not only is he eating people, but he's robbing them too. But they outed him. They outed him to everybody. They threatened to lynch him on the spot. And he eventually confessed that he had cashed $273 of the Donner's money so that it may one point may benefit her surviving children. Yeah, that's why you fucking kept it, dude. Yeah, sure. That dude is probably a serial killer. He was just killing people and eating them. So they made their way back out, and that was the reindeer of the party. That was the last rescue effort, and they managed to bring out everybody else who was alive. And at this point, everybody had arrived 
quote unquote safely in Sacramento or some of the forts and settlements outside of Sacramento. So how many people are left? So they started with like 87 and now it's... They started with 87 and we are down to... 20. Are we taking bets? I'm I'm with... I want to say... I'll, I'll, I'll go 50... <laughs> 53. Lately. I'm going to go 53. Okay, fine. fine. Out, of, out of the initial 87 to 45 managed to survive. Oh, oh so close. You're so close. I was like, what? I, I'm surprised, I guess. I thought, but then again, they didn't, they weren't necessarily like pow, pow, you know, you're next. Yeah. I was more just like, oh, Brenda, Brenda don't look good. Brenda might be lunch tomorrow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So about half the people in the party total ended up having to resort to cannibalism. Of the 45 that survived, good portion of them did have to eat human flesh. So they were not making it through this if they didn't eat people. Anybody who did not eat yeah. people probably did not make it through. No. So it was it was truly necessary. I mean, that's in every sense of the word contingency cannibalism. There's nothing else you can do. I mean, I get it. Especially these motherfuckers were eating their shoes. Like they were trying. I give it to them. They, they did everything trying. they could. Yeah. So the response to this um, was anything from disgust to sensationalism. Um, several newspapers, including those in California, would write about the cannibalism in graphic, exaggerated detail. However, in some print accounts, the members of the Donner Party were also depicted as heroes. And, uh, and it depicted the trail as worthy of the journey in California as a paradise worthy of such sacrifices to get there. I, uh, California is so great. You ought to eat a guy to get here. Wow. But that's the news media. The news media back then was the exact same. I mean, that makes sense. The news media back then was even worse because they didn't even have to tell the truth. And they didn't have shit to write about back then, dude. Some people had to eat each other. They were like frothing at the mouth. They were so excited. That's so terrible. And they just gave like a play-by-play of fucking Eddie having to eat Tom's kids. Oh, everything. Graphic, exaggerated detail. More would venture over the mountains to pass through once the weather was better and would eventually find the bones and other artifacts of the cabins that were used by the Reed and Graves family. Um, in 19, sorry, 1891, a cache of money was found buried by the lake, probably which had been stored by Mrs. Graves, who hid it when she was left with the second relief, hoping to return for it later. All right, you guys ready for like the best part of this? Lansford yeah. fucking Hastings. This dickhead that tricked them into taking this trail would end up receiving death threats. That's it. A migrant who crossed before the Donner Party had confronted him about the difficulties they had encountered, reporting, of course, he could say nothing, but that he was very sorry and that he meant well. Wow, they should have fucking chopped him up and made him stew. I'm so sorry. Thoughts and prayers. Agreed. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Yo, fuck out of here, bro. I would have fought that dude. I had no idea that was down that trail. What the fuck are you giving directions for then? Oh, the fuck is this Google Maps well, for no. the soul? He had he had a financial stake in the <laughs> settlements that would be at the end of that. So he had little like oh. like supply caches and all sorts of shit along the way where he could sell shit to these people and make a buck off of them. He's literally what tricking them down that route dick. to try to sell them shit. What a fucking, a fucking salesman, dude, dude. This is like Zelda or something. Oh like he's burying money bags everywhere. And wow, I don't even have words. So we have some journal entries from some of the women that had made it out. They were likely children or teenagers at the time of it, but they wrote after the fact. Oh, no, this one, this was almost immediately afterward. This was in 1847. So this was the year she got off. Virginia Reed to cousin Mary Keys. I've not wrote to you half the trouble we have had, but I have wrote enough to let you know that you don't know what trouble is. But thank God we have all got through 
and as such were the only family that did not consume human flesh. <laughs> the Reed family claimed to have made it through this without having eaten a single person the whole way through. Then what the fuck did they eat? I call bullshit. There's no fucking way you're surviving on oxide roofs and shoes that long. Tree bark. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. I don't know. I don't think I believe it. Don't let this letter dishearten anybody. Never take no cutoffs and hurry along as fast as you can. Take the fucking main road. Screw Robert Frost. Screw your road less traveled. The road less traveled leads to cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Clearly. That's just... That dude should have just gotten murdered. I don't <laughs> So Mary Graves, who made it off, um, she would remarry, but eventually her first husband was murdered. Allegedly, Damn. Allegedly, she cooked his killer's food while he was in prison to ensure the condemned man did not starve before his hanging. And that gives you an idea of where her mind was at. And what she went through, and that she would go out of her way to not let her husband's murderer starve because of what she went through. That's crazy. I would have let that motherfucker starve. That's what I think too, but I think it just broke her. I, I mean, to starve for that long. I get it. I do. It's weird. That's crazy, but I don't know what it does to you. I can't imagine what state of mind I'd be in if I made it out. Well, I used to competitively bodybuild and I was like living off of 800 calories for quite some time. And let me tell you, the second I even looked at a piece of bread, I like wanted to just devour every single piece in that entire loaf. Like I would just imagine how it is to literally have no food and be 50 pounds. Well, Mary Graves, the same would give you some friendly advice. And she wrote to a cousin of hers stating, stay at home. You were in a good place where if sick, you were not in danger of starving to death. It, it really did screw with her. I mean, she wrote to people, she it's talked sad. to people about this. It was like it consumed her mind entirely. Just the notion of starvation and what she had gone through. Well, that's horrible. Like, that's just so awful. Now, check this out. Kessberg, this is the gentleman that bra- didn't brag, but I mean, I guess why else do you tell a dude you ate his kid? Brought a defamation suit against several members of the relief party who had accused him of murdering Tamsin Donner, who I assume was probably the one whose bones were in the pot. The court awarded him $1 in damages, but also made him pay court costs. Wow. That's what he gets. Fuck yeah. They, they knew. They're like, okay fine you win the suit but fuck you yeah and then later on in 1847 a story printed on by the california star (laughs) would describe his actions as ghoulish and had mentioned that he had nearly been lynched for it yo what is kitty doing i know lulu's like in the way the entire podcast he's been like weirdly stalking me from across the way like just staring at me and now he's decided to come back and like just Take the spotlight. <laughs> Lulu Sorry. wants attention. He's been listening to all this cannibalism and he wants in on it. Yeah, he's probably waiting on the next time I'm sick so he can really eat my eyeballs. I know. <laughs> and that's pretty much the whole shebang. Wow. So that's the pioneers stabbing westward. If ever anybody had any romantic dreams about being a pioneer on the old west, fuck that. No, I never had those goals. No, dude. Like, that's Never an overachiever. It sounds terrible. Going sounds- out without a map. I literally live off of GPS. My entire life revolves around it. And they just, well, I guess it's west. Let's just keep going west and figure it out. I don't even know how to get off an elevator and go the right way. Like, there's no way. (laughs) That was awesome. I'm surprised that I'm honestly, I'm surprised that there were 40 something people. I don't know. That's not bad. I didn't know it was that big either. I really thought the Donner party was a much much smaller party and i didn't know they were moving across the country either i mean come on people well that's why you'll never really hear about them trapped up in the mountains but 
what I thought was even more incredible is what they went through to get there. And, and look it up, yeah. anybody listening, because the, the pictures of these places that they went through, Echo Canyon, the Great Salt Lake, any of the mountain passes, it is just mind-blowing, the thought that these people made it through on foot. That's just insane. Like, I know All people... to get to California, yay. That's what I'm saying. Like, I know people that don't want to move to other states now and they have the ability to go by car and by plane. No, did I say earlier, that's about a 25 hour car drive is how long this entire route would take in a car. So imagine walking the distance of a 25 hour car ride. That's like, like, I don't even have words. Like when you think about it, a five minute car ride is like a 30 minute walk. Oh yeah. It's like just shy of 2000 miles. The whole thing. Yeah, dude. Pretty much halfway across the country. Yeah, because they started in Missouri. Missouri. Missouri to Kelly. Independence, Missouri. They should have stayed there. Oh, wow. Or they may yeah, have got south seriously. of Texas. Like, yeah, do something else. If you, wanted to go, if you wanted to go somewhere warm, honestly, you could have gone like southwest to them you, and then gone to Texas. You know what they didn't have to do, though? I guess in their defense of the pioneers, um, 20 years later, what they didn't have to do was get conscripted for the fucking Civil War. They didn't have to die in a pit of bodies at Gettysburg. Like they were just chilling out in California, California. Well, they already went through their, they went through their own gold. things. Yeah. I guess at least, yeah, at least the soldiers they... in the, the Continental Army didn't have to eat people. That's wow. right. Just living during that, any era during that time was just awful. Like it's all of it's awful. We all complain now, but let me tell you, there's no way. I, yeah. I'm I not picking up and moving with a neighborhood. Across oh. the country. No, Fuck I would have been remaining in Missouri for the rest of my life. I don't like my neighbors that much. I've been much quicker to eat them. I like my neighbors. Don't get me wrong. But like, <laughs> like probably mid Salt Lake, I'd be looking like we could take one of them down. I know. Get the beef Look at here. Ted. I've never liked Ted. <laughs> we'll take him out first. Let's <laughs> keep the fucking lawn mowed now, won't you? Ted well, eats a lot of jerky. Then. I bet he's salty. Uh. Do you think the diet affects how they tasted? Most definitely the Probably. diet affects it. Interesting. I would well, say so. It's like a grass-fed cow or like a grass-fed chicken versus like the whatever meal they toss them. Oh, yeah. There's well, definitely a difference. Shit. I went from eating like non-organic to organic and there's definitely a huge difference in flavor. Well, these were free-range humans. They were left out to roam <laughs> to their own devices. I don't Ooh. know. I don't know. And then imagine, I wonder if anybody ate their organs and then, you know, you have shit in your stomach. So did you did you eat some? Did some of them get to eat some processed foods out of their stomach? Whoever got Jacob, that dude died with a full belly. Oh, whoever dude. ate him <laughs> and got that stomach, they were happy. Well, he was they, that he, was like. I feel like you have to get rid of the stuff that's inside of it, though. You do. You have to because like, it's all it acid out. and stuff. Like it'll kill you if you eat it. I mean, uh, well, no, I mean it's just going in your stomach, right? Your stomach can handle your acid. I think it can handle their acid. It probably wouldn't taste good. I don't think so. So. I was listening to this podcast the other day and they were talking about how this guy literally died because he didn't have condoms. So he decided to stick a bead of glue inside of his pee hole huh. to like keep from coming. Wait, he, like, what? Yeah. What? No. The fuck? what? So he stuck a bead of glue inside his pee hole so that he wouldn't jizz him. And he, since he didn't jizz him, it ended up like killing him. Like, it didn't fire out like a BB. No. Oh, oh man, that's that's way more funny to me. That's horrendous, though. Why? The yeah, but I'm saying, like, I mean, if if your own bodily fluids that are like naturally inside of you are in the wrong spot, that can kill you. What kind of glue? Why the fuck would he cover so his many, right? And, oh, so many who questions. Would cover themselves so they don't jizz. Yeah. What was his alternate? 
Well, he like he made the like he did the functions of jizzing, but it didn't like shoot out. Imagine it blew up like a. And why did he want to keep it in? Why did this fucking moron put a piece of glue on his pee? Because he didn't have a condom. I mean, oh, instead of shooting it into a girl, but still, like pull out, yeah, pull out Plan B, any number of different things, or maybe just I'm call me crazy. Wait a fucking day. Yeah, (laughs) go to the drugstore. Holy shit, man. We've all been there. Like, but 7 Eleven has condoms. No, that's a kink. I don't believe that for a minute. He, it's 100% 7 Eleven has condoms. He went into that situation new and full while he was putting that glue up that dick. Oh, he knew it. He wanted to do it. He had to. Oh. Oh. <laughs> honey, honey, I want to try something new. Hold on. I know. Oh I'm going to stick a bead of glue on my pee hole and see if it feels different. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you, can you pregnant free birth control? Free birth control, that's what oh it is. 99 God. cent birth control. That's what that is. <laughs> Was it super glue? Yeah. Oh. Oh, that gets sharp. Yeah, that, 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 that gets hard. hard. Wow, what an idiot. What a fucking moron. Well, he died, so. Good. Yeah. That, that was probably like a life reset. Like you needed to die. If that was your first thought instead of like pulling out or anything else. Oh my, yeah. Well, thank God. Yeah. Thank God he didn't knock anybody up and spread that fucking idiocy. Survival of the fittest. It's a thing. Yeah. No, that's, he got selected out on that one. <laughs> well, shit. This whole thing makes me wonder though, because now I'm thinking about these people eating shoe leather and oxen hide and all that. Am I wrong in thinking it might be a better choice to just get to before they're starving preemptively eat a dude? Maybe draw yeah, straws. Yeah, I the would way think so. Yeah, because then, like, at least when you have your shoes, they can still cover your feet. Yeah, you have more of a chance of, like, if, if they just draw straws and they eat somebody, everybody has a little bit, and you all keep your roofs and your clothes and all your other supplies, maybe you can actually get the fuck out of there. So yeah. maybe if they just ate a person periodically. And if they ate them while they were fatter. Yeah, do the lottery because yep. you need fat too. I mean, yeah, like, if you you're without it. fat, yep. you'll still starve. But, oh, damn, I don't like that. But I think that's the better way to do it if ultimately more people survive. Yeah, I Mor- agree. Morally. No, I do agree. It makes more sense. Like, rationally speaking, it makes sense to, like, catch the problem before you have the problem. But, you know, we're not looking at it through the lens of the horror that they were stuck in right there. Or the I, guy that has to get eaten. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I would not want to be a part mm-hmm. of that lottery. I know. Like, what do you do? It's like in the, um, uh, why am I so bad at remembering moving names? The Hunger Games. It's like the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if anybody's volunteering his tribute on that one, but I mean, they may as well have. If it sucked that bad at that point, maybe I would. I don't know. Like, maybe I'd just be done. But I think if I made it through all the deserts and all the mountains, it's like, I think I'd be fine with eating a person at that point. Probably, I say I wouldn't eat a person because of texture and all that, but. I guess if it came to like dying or eating someone, I probably would do it. I feel like you have depends to. on how hungry I am. So last week, I think both of you were no's, and I think I was the awkward fucking yes where I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, Damn. but then I got high and thought about how I'm gonna get old and I don't want to die. So then I was like, okay, I guess I probably would eat a person if it came down to it. Cause like I do not want to die legitimately. Mm-hmm. No, fuck that. I, I love <laughs> living. Living's been awesome so far. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, well, I, I stand by my statement. And in fact, not only would I eat them, I think I'd eat them early. I yeah, think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. No, it does make sense. I agree. I do get it. Cause it, it just does make more sense. They'd probably live longer and they're going to taste better. Yeah, they wouldn't have to kill as many people because they'd be eating them while they're more plump. 
and point, still grass fed. Yeah. And preemptively eating them means that you could like save more parts because you could like, yeah. You know, clean it and rip their asshole out and whatever. Oh, the poor kids though, whose father gets chosen or their mother. I feel like they'd have to do it like they'd probably go through like people that don't have kids first. Okay, so remember how the orphan got beaten first? Like they were like, duh, he has no family. Yeah. Probably in park gets done in. It's the natives. I hate to say it, but they were definitely eating those natives first. Almost definitely. They were going mm-hmm. for the brown people for sure. I mean, shit, they were looking at them. Yeah, they were, those were the only ones of the group they were looking at while they were still alive. Like, oh, I'm going to eat that guy. Well, yeah, because they're the outsiders. Yeah. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So they thought about it. This definitely crossed their mind. You know, maybe we should just start doing it now. Well, hindsight's 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's just a lot. That definitely wouldn't be on my like things to think about list. So... Getting ahead of things here, I heard mention of the potential of a part three. Yeah, because you said something about another one. So it's a similar situation. And again, we are trapped in the mountains, but this time it is present day. This took place in 2007, I believe. Ooh. The group of is it the Chile- hockey? It's Chilean rugby players, I think. Oh, rugby players? And, okay. uh, they're, and their plane went down up in the mountains and uh, it went down the Andes Mountains. So again, we're talking like, I want to say 14 plus thousand foot mountains. Like where Ace Ventura was at the beginning of Ace Ventura too, way the fuck up there. Oh man! Like before he was making his way out of an elephant. Yeah, yeah, you know he's saving the raccoons still. Hang on, hang on, little buddy. I gotcha. I think I gotcha. Maybe not. You're slipping. Don't let go. Go. Yeah. Doesn't he like take the chick's virginity and whatever? Yeah, yeah. And then he gets uh he gets run out of town for being the white devil. Yeah. Equates watch out. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, these guys went down up in the mountains and we have like very well documented reports this time. Um, we'll get into it more, but they actually managed to get a radio working and they could listen to the people back home talking about their own rescue efforts to go get them. Wow, that's wow. even worse though. I'd rather not know anything. That's well, you'll you'll see how that plays out too. Oh. Poor guys. Okay. Well, for part three, do you want to host again or do you want me to host? I think we could split it. We'll split it? Okay. Mm. I like it. I like that, yeah. Okay. We'll do some research. I gotta do a little bit more myself, although weird enough, I think I'm kind of getting into cannibalism as a topic here. <gasps> I'm not on a personal level. I actually got ahead of it on this one. I already had some research done. I don't know if that's good or not. No, that's fine. Cause I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> this is another one I have not heard of. Apparently cannibalism is not on my list. I can tell you about rapists and murderers, but cannibals, not so much. <laughs> I mean, some of the rapists and murderers also ate people. Oh, I know that. That's like, it's like a secondary detail at that point. Though. That's like, you know, at that point it's like, oh yeah, he ate him too. Well, it's cause it's a sexual thing with them. Usually the eating. Yeah. Like when you willingly just eat a person it's generally sexual. So it's like they fuck them and then they eat them, which I feel like would make them taste worse. Cause like when you have adrenaline pumping, the meat tastes bad oh. or less good. Right. Fuck, I see how you felt last week. Now I am appalled. <laughs> I'm just oh, saying. You see? <laughs> oh, now you understand i do i do i really do <laughs> okay well stay tuned folks i suppose 
Yeah. So I guess if you like us, like us on our Facebook group at Wine Wicked Crimes and Cat Moms Oh My. Or if you like Instagram, you can follow us on IG at Cat Moms Oh My Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter for no reason at all because I don't (laughs) open the app ever, ever. I don't even, dude, this shit doesn't even give me notifications anymore. That's how much I don't open it. I'm pretty sure it's closed. It's a closed account later. Yeah. And uh, if you're one of my coworkers, you can just keep on listening and disgust in person while I talk out all of this shit with you and all of my plans for the show. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, not find us on Twitter at Cat Moms. Oh, my pod. <laughs> or if you like to email, email us at catmoms2 at yahoo.com. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I missed another one. Shit. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Yahoo loves coming from way back. Yeah. I know. First time, no intro. Second time, intro. Third ah. time, intro and Yahoo. And promos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and last but not least, you can join us on our Patreon at our $5 level or $1 level something. You should definitely mm-hmm. do it. Give us money. Help Dude, me. you're going to spend it on a fucking coffee anyway, and you're probably not going to drink half. You, I mean, come on. This is a sweet thing to do. With exactly. Come on. It's $5 or $1. $5, you get outtakes and drunken disorderlies, which Lady Love, we need to do one of those. It's been like, I know. It's been a while. Oh, that was funny as shit. I, I listened know. to one of those myself. Yeah. Oh, the tentacle uh, one. Oh, they're good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the oh, tentacle yeah, oh, porn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I still can't believe that shit. I I really it happened so organically too. We literally didn't even talk about it. We just like set up the microphones and we just started talking, and then anime came up, and then it just naturally progressed into porn. I can see that. Yeah, any any anime is like two degrees of separation away from a tentacle porn. (laughs) They all get there. So true. It's It's like one of those internet rule things. I know. It's like jiggle tits and tentacle porn. I know. Oh God. (laughs) But. You can join us on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash catmomsomelap. So yeah, I guess we'll see you next week for some more cannibalism with Joe. Oh Yay. no, it's got a name now. I know. It's like it's gonna be like your tagline. We'll have you on for episodes about no. cannibalism or something. Explain this to my son someday. <laughs> I know. Oh. He'll totally yeah. understand. I know. Oh, I hope so. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Clink. Dink. Cartons don't clink. I know. Liar. <laughs> well, <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> good Chuck. <laughs> so, good night. Night, y'all. Goodbye.